Welcome to the Outpost Church Podcast. This episode you'll be hearing from our camp speaker, Roger Brook. Enjoy. just think, who am I to share, share the word of God? Like, I'm just a guy. Like, why would God want to use me? But I, I sometimes just think that, other than God does want to use me. Other than God does want to use you. Like, that's just how God works, you know? Like, I, I, I don't reckon I'm all that, that good at this stuff, but it's not about what I reckon, it's about what God reckons. Yeah. And often I think, so often... We, we, we go into a situation and we think, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not old enough, I'm not capable enough, someone else is better than this. But it's got nothing to do with that. It's all got to do with what God thinks. And so often we limit what God wants to do through us because we sell ourselves short. And I do that all the time. So I, I was thinking, you guys have been praying and fasting about this for a long time. Well, And I just figure, if I'm no good, it's your fault, really, because you haven't prayed hard hard enough so 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 i'll just talk right and uh and we'll see what god does hey um i'm really excited we're going to talk about the holy spirit and i I don't know where you're at like i don't know your church and so i'm just going to do a bit of a like an intro to the holy spirit um and like a refresher course probably for a whole lot of you um but i thought we'd do that and then tomorrow we'll we'll go a little deeper and we'll we'll just see where god lands this thing okay so that'll be good now i want to begin uh we've gone too far here so tonight is I believe in the Holy Spirit and there's a whole lot of things I don't understand and so I, wanna, I want you to help me understand a couple of things because there's just some stuff I don't understand. So the first thing I don't understand is why do people put so many pillows and cushions on a bed? Does anyone else do this? Like are there any homes here that have a bucket load of cushions and pillows on their beds? Like, I don't get this. My wife does this like this, right? And I'm thinking, why? Because at night time, you just throw them on the floor and then you trip over them going to the loo. And it's not like you invite anyone to your house and say, hey, come and have a look at the pillows on my bed. Like, that's a little creepy. Can you explain to me why this is a good idea? Because no one sees it, right? And they're on the bed at no- on the floor at night. I just don't get it. You got it? Anyway. But who sees it? It's in a bedroom, right? So maybe help me understand later, all right? Because I just don't get that. Maybe you could help me understand why jeans with holes in them cost more than jeans without holes in them. I know I'm an old guy, but I don't understand this, right? I just don't get why that's actually a really good thing and it costs more money. And uh, we had to go looking for my daughter for jeans with holes in Like, I'm thinking... Why is that a thing even, right? I don't get that. So maybe someone can help me understand that. Could you help me understand while this top word is pronounced quinoa? That's, that's quinoa every day of the week, isn't it? Like, where, how do you get quinoa out of that top word? Like, I don't understand that at all. So maybe one of you can sort of help me understand that. I don't know. You know what? There's a whole lot of things I don't understand Right? There's just a lot of stuff I, I just don't get. And, and I think often um, what we don't understand, we often become dubious about. Um, and what we haven't experienced, often we become fearful of. 
right? And it shouldn't be that way. I think a lot of people in the church, we talk about the Holy Spirit and we say, yeah, 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 and we sing the songs, but sometimes I think in the church, and often in a church, and maybe not your church, but for a lot of people, they're a little bit dubious of the Holy Spirit. They're a little bit fearful of the Holy Spirit. Like, well, like, man, look at all these super spiritual people and... And I raise my hands, but I'm only doing it because everyone else is doing it. And I, I don't know what get, I get out of that, but, you know, I want to fit in. And, and, I, and I think sometimes we're a little fearful of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're a bit dubious and we don't really know. And, and we don't want to go wacko like some of these super spiritualist people. And, and so we refrain ourselves somewhat. And, and maybe the churches we've grown up with or our experiences haven't been too much on the Holy Spirit. So this is just a weird thing and, and what's going on. And, and I find that in a lot of churches that we, we, we say we believe in the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, like we'll talk about it and we'll say, you know, in the Holy Spirit come. But we don't really get what's going on with the Holy Spirit. Right? I, th- I think there's a lot of people like that. So I just want to, as I said, let's just do Holy Spirit 101 tonight, all right? And, and let's just see, see how we go with that. Uh, tonight, I mean, there are, I look around and, and all the kids here, there are people from all stages of life here, aren't they? I mean, and that's often like there's babies and children and uh, there's young, there's teenagers, there's young adults, there's southern deaths, like I'm pretty much close to sudden death, right? <laughs> right? So I'm not far away from that. Like there's all different age groups here. And, and, and the interesting thing is, we all have a worldview. We all believe what we believe for a reason. And we have a particular worldview. So what we think about something is because we have a worldview about that. Someone's informed us and we've taken on that. And we believe certain things from our worldview. I have to tell you, for me, I have a biblical Christian worldview. That's my worldview. It shapes everything for me. Everything is shaped by a biblical Christian worldview for me. That's how I see the world. That's how I think the world has been created. But everybody has a different worldview. Everyone has a different experience. And that speaks in to what we um, believe and, and how we act. I think the most important verse of scripture, and this is just my opinion, right? And we can have a debate about it afterwards, is Genesis 1.1. I just think it is. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. I just think this is so important because it's foundational in what we believe. There is God and he created. That's it. That's what we believe. It wasn't created any other way. There's not multiple gods. There's God. And he created. I believe in God, creator of the universe, creator of all things, creator of you and me. And he visited us in Jesus Christ. I believe that. I just absolutely believe that. And the primary purpose of his visit was to die on a cross. Because sins just wrecked my life and wrecked our world and Jesus wanted to correct that and took the sin of the world upon himself and then he buried that sin. It no longer has any power over us because Jesus has already dealt with that sin and he rose from the dead so that we would have eternal life with God. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. We get to live with God forever because God created and God made a way through Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 2 and 4, For what I received, I passed unto you as first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scripture. You see, I believe that. 
foundational to what I believe. So I wonder, do you believe that? You don't, rhetorical question. But I wonder, do you believe that? Then, then, I, then I want to ask why. Why do you believe that? How did you come to that belief? You see, I, I actually also believe that this book is the inspired word of God. I believe what the Apostle Paul said when he wrote to Timothy. In 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. I believe that's true. I believe this book, the Bible, is unlike anything else that has ever been written. It's not just words on a page. There is something different about this book. It's God-inspired. I believe that. Do you believe that? If you do, why? Why do you believe that? Where does that come from? In Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus is, uh, is, is, is meeting with his disciples. You've probably heard this before. When Jesus came to the region of uh, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. What about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the, gate of, the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Peter only had a revelation that Jesus was Messiah because the Father spoke to him through his spirit, and revealed it to him. Flesh and blood didn't do it. He didn't know just out of intuition. He didn't know because he'd heard someone else talk about it. The only way he knew that Jesus was the Messiah was because God spoke to him, revealed it to him through his spirit. Right? That's the only way he knew that. The Holy Spirit is just God's spirit. And revelations on things about God only come to us through the Holy Spirit. We can have no understanding of God whatsoever apart from the Holy Spirit revealing it to us. Maybe revealing it to us in a word or a vision or through scripture or through a number of other ways. But we only have a revelation of God. We only have any relationship with God only through the Holy Spirit. Your understanding that Jesus died on the cross and forgave our sins is only an understanding and a revelation to you because of the Holy Spirit. It's just words if the Holy Spirit didn't come upon you and say this is true and you believe that. We have an, a, an everlasting relationship with God and we know that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has revealed that to us. We don't know and we don't um, live in the hope of that and in the 100% conviction of that other than the Holy Spirit revealed that to us. When, uh, when you came to faith and began believing in Jesus Christ and began following his ways, the only way that could take place for you was because of the Holy Spirit. There's no other way that you can follow and believe in Jesus Christ other than the Holy Spirit has drawn you into that has revealed that to you, has convicted you of its truth. It's the Holy Spirit that does that. The Holy Spirit is so powerful and so important for us, yet we get scared of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is all over us, in everything we do, in everything we believe, in everything that's been revealed to us, it's all the work of the Holy Spirit. 
as I said, I think there are a number of Christians that are scared of the Spirit because of maybe what they see or what they, they think, but they forget that they're only in a relationship because of the Holy Spirit. They're only alive because of the Holy Spirit. They only have hope because of the Holy Spirit. They've only got revelation because of the... Like, it's all about the Holy Spirit in our world. It's God in our world, in His Spirit, revealing so much to us. Your personality, the way you act, the way you communicate, the way you teach or raise your kids... Um, it's just you being you in the world and the Holy Spirit is just being God in our world. It's just God in our world. It's not freaky, it's not scary, it's just he created the world and it's just God in our world. That's who the Holy Spirit is. You see, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit's awesome. And I, and I know this much about the Holy Spirit and I can't wait to get to heaven where I have the full revelation of the Holy Spirit and the spiritual realm. I can't wait for that. We just get a foretaste now. It's an awesome foretaste. But I think so many of us just limit what God wants to do now through the Holy Spirit in you and in me and in the church and in the world. And our world's a mess, I think, because we aren't using the full power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I think. As Christians, we have uh, this thing called the Apostles' Creed. You might have heard of it. I don't know if you use it in your church at all, but um, it's pretty cool, right? You should, you should read it one day. In actual fact, we'll read it now. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, Genesis 1.1. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. This is the statement of belief for us. There are two creeds we hold on to. Nicene Creed, that's too long for me. And so the Apostles' Creed is a whole lot easier to remember. All right? Right? I believe in the Holy Spirit is a statement of fact for us as Christians. We just believe in the Holy Spirit. There's, just not, there's no two ways about it for us. As Christians, we can only be Christians because of the Holy Spirit. That's why we believe in the Holy Spirit. We can only have a relationship with God because of the Holy Spirit. We can only have a spiritual relationship with each other because of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we aren't even here tonight. Because it's the Holy Spirit that has drawn us here. No one comes by accident. God's always at work through his Spirit. Always at work through his Spirit. I don't believe the Holy Spirit's weird or scary. I believe the Holy Spirit's real and wants an active part of our life every moment of every day. Just wants it. Just wants to be with us. God just wants to hang through his spirit every moment of every day. Jesus said to his disciples in, in, in John chapter 14, If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I love it because Jesus has prayed that the Holy Spirit would abide with us forever, the spirit of truth. That it just wouldn't be a foreign, it wouldn't be something we just talk about every now and again. 
the Holy Spirit is real. Unbelievably real. And just wants to be with us all the time. When I became a Christian, um, I was 21 years old and I grew up in a Christian family. My dad was a pastor, right? I didn't really like the church very much and I didn't really understand Jesus growing up. Um, I didn't get it at all. Um, I don't know why I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Um, I did what I had to do until I was 13. Then I went and played basketball because that was a whole lot more exciting, right? Um, it was my parents' thing. But I met a girl when I was 16 and I think a great reason for going back to church is because a girl goes to church. <laughs> when you're 16, right? Or maybe a guy, vice versa, or whatever, right? And so I started going back to church, and I still didn't get it, but I had a great relationship, right? And so the only way to see this girl was to go to church or to go to youth group or to do church stuff. So I just started going and, and hanging out. And when I became a Christian, I was 21. I was leading a, a, a Christian camp. Because I'd been going to church, everyone around thought I was a Christian, right? And I wasn't a Christian. I'd never given my life to Jesus Christ. I didn't really fully understand it. But I knew how to do Christian stuff because I was been hanging around with them, right? Like... I, but I wasn't a Christian, but they thought I was, so I was leading this camp, right? <laughs> I wasn't speaking, but I was a leader of the camp, and I wasn't even a Christian. But I became a Christian at that camp, right? The camp I was a leader at, right? Weird thing. Anyway, um, as I look back, I saw the Holy Spirit guiding me, speaking to me, showing me things, protecting me, bringing me here to there. The Holy Spirit was all over me, and I didn't even know it all over me. The Holy Spirit is all over you. But often you don't even know it. But when we look back, we can see the work of the Holy Spirit. We can see the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit firstly is with us. This is, this is, um, this is a pre-conversion thing before you become a Christian. The Holy Spirit is in our world and the Holy Spirit is active in our world and our world doesn't even know it. But our world would be in complete anarchy if there wasn't a covering of the Holy Spirit. But there is a Holy Spirit. This is God's world. He created it and he has invaded it through his Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in our world. And prior to anyone's conversion, like my conversion, the Holy Spirit is at work and the Holy Spirit is at work in your life and in your kids already. The Holy Spirit's at work. Nobody can come to faith in and themselves, only through the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is at work in people's lives prior to them making a decision. In Acts 19 it says this, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And so they said to him, we have not, um, we have not so much as heard uh, whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, in what were you baptised? So they said, into John's baptism. So this is like a weird passage of scripture. So here's these disciples, followers of Jesus, and Paul comes across them and he says, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? They said, what? And he said, well, why are you following Jesus? Well, we, we were listening to this joker called John and we got baptised and, and around there was this guy called Jesus and, I, and possibly, you know, we heard him. I'm, I'm 
adding something in here right now, but they, they, they've heard of Jesus, right? And so John was talking about the one who was to come, and obviously they knew that was Jesus, and they knew that that was the one to follow, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. They didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. And here's the weird thing. The Holy Spirit was at work, and they didn't even know it. Like, they were believers, and they didn't even know why. Because the Holy Spirit, like, the Holy Spirit is at work in your life and in our world, even though we don't know it. And our world looks like a mess, but the Holy Spirit's at work. Doing some amazing things. And we're going to see that one day. We're going to see the fullness of that one day. The Holy Spirit was with them and had guided them, yet they had no understanding. You see, the Holy Spirit is with us, even before we give our lives to Christian. I do do a bit of work in um, Indonesia. In Bali, if you need to be, do missionary work, it might as well be Bali. And um, so I, 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 do, I do a fair bit of work in Bali. We work with a lot of orphans and um, the, the poverty in Bali is massive behind Lipstick Kuda. And um, we work with some prisoners and, and, and we work with a number of Muslims. And, uh, and there's this thing called Ramadan. You've heard of this, right? Yeah. And so Ramadan is where Muslims earnestly are seeking God, not all of them, because some of them are like Christians, you know, they sort of believe, but I don't know why they believe, but, but a lot of them are earnestly seeking God. And this is what's happening all over our world now with Muslims. When they are earnestly seeking God, and this, there's a testimony, if you can Google this, there's testimonies, millions of testimonies of this, that in Ramadan, when Muslims are fully seeking God, and the scriptures say, when you seek me, you will find me, when you seek me with your heart, right? So here's some Muslims, messed up, are really seeking God, and this is what's happening. In a vision, they're seeing a man in white, and that man's Jesus Christ, and they're becoming Christians. Millions of Muslims are becoming Christians because they're earnestly seeking God, and so God reveals himself to them in Jesus Christ. Now, how does that happen? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that makes that revelation. See, the Spirit is at work in our world before the world knows it. The Spirit was at work in my life and your life before you even knew it. The Holy Spirit is with us. It's God's world. In the beginning, God created. God's still here in the power of his Spirit. The second thing is this. The Holy Spirit is on us. This, this, this actually takes place at conversion. In Acts 1 verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When a person comes to faith and deeply desires to follow Jesus Christ and commits their life to him, I believe the Holy Spirit comes upon them in that moment. And things start to change. When when we give our life to Jesus Christ, and, and everyone here who has given their life to Jesus Christ, I think you testify to this, something changes changes and certainly something changed in me when I came to faith and committed my life to Jesus Christ something changed I used to live just for myself before I um before I became a Christian it was all about Roger Brooke like I just wanted to it was about me right I wanted to it was I wanted everyone to think I was all right. I wanted everyone to do what I wanted them to do it was all about me but when I became a Christian I just started to think differently I started to view other people differently. I started to treat my parents differently. I started to do different things. I started to think about mission and church and Jesus. I started started to read my Bible. 
I had never read a book in my life up to when I was 21. Never. I read the back cover to do a report or I watched a film because I hated reading. I became a Christian and I just started reading the Bible. What's with that? It's what's with that is the Holy Spirit comes upon us and changes us. When we give our life to Jesus Christ, we change. We act differently. The Holy Spirit just started to work on me, my behaviour, my priorities, my focus. It had changed because the Holy Spirit came upon me and I dare say a lot of you could testify to that. We just change, don't we? Sadly, a lot of people then just go through the motions in their Christian life and they don't live out that change as much as they had. We need to continually live and continually serve and continually make a difference so that Holy Spirit continually keeps revealing to us and changing us day. I'm nothing like I was two years ago. I'm nothing like I was because the Holy Spirit keeps working on me. I'm so much closer to God now than I was two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. God is so much more important to me now because the Holy Spirit keeps working on me. Keeps working on me. It's an amazing thing. So the Holy Spirit is with us in our world before we even know. The Holy Spirit is on us when we come into this relationship with God. We just change, don't we? We just change. Things are different. We focus on different things. But thirdly, the Holy Spirit is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. This is actually a post-conversion thing. It's a post-conversion thing. There's a whole lot of scriptures that talk about this. And uh, it's, it's awesome. Acts 2 verse 4. All of them are filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So here we have the, the apostles and they're, they're, it's their first full experience of the Holy Spirit and it just filled them. And they began to speak in other tongues. Now a lot of people find that a little weird, speaking in other tongues. We'll get that tomorrow, alright? Don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit is just with us all the time. We don't need to get freaked out by the Holy Spirit. We don't need to worry about the Holy Spirit. This is God, right? God knows what he's doing, doesn't he? And so we don't need to freak out about that stuff. Uh, Acts 4.8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people. Peter was filled with the Spirit and then began to speak. Acts 4.31. After they prayed, the place they were meeting in was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they, were, and they spoke the word of God boldly like... When we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we, 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 we don't only just change at conversion, we then to begin to actually speak and do things differently and get different experiences. And this is where people get freaked out. But why would we get freaked out about this? It's just God doing God's stuff in God's world, right? Acts 9, 17. Then um, Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul, which was Paul later, and he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's like Paul had a revelation of Jesus on the road but he, and so the Spirit came on him, right? But it was the Spirit leading him firstly to that point and then he needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13.9, then Saul, who was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at uh, Elymas and said, and so here's Paul, now he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he's just speaking into people's lives. Like he's just nailing some people for what's going on. Acts 13.52, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I love that. When the Holy Spirit fills us, we're filled with joy. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit does. It just fills us with joy and excitement for faith and excitement of who we are and excitement of what's going on. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, joy comes upon us. Yeah. Not grief, not sadness, not loneliness, not anything, but joy comes upon us. 
an incredible sense of joy. Romans 15, 13. May, God, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like we're not just filled with joy, we're filled with hope and we're filled with peace because we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is not scary. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us with joy and peace and hope and a whole lot of other stuff that we're going to talk about tomorrow. It's just what the Holy Spirit does. This is just who the Holy Spirit is. Ephesians 5.18, don't get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. It's just like, you know what, I know you live in an area where they drink a fair bit. Right? Well, I heard the rumour, right? But Paul is saying, don't, don't get into that stuff. Because it's not going to end well. Get into the Holy Spirit because that's going to end well. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be drunk on the Holy Spirit. I mean, when the Holy Spirit really fills you up, man, you have a zest for life. You have an enjoyment for life. And probably people in the world look at you and thinking, what are they on? It's just the Holy Spirit. See, so often in a church, we're so refrained and we, we squash the work of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is just God doing God's stuff in our world and we need to open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit was with you before you knew him. He came upon you when you gave your life to Jesus Christ and he's filling you to fulfill so much of what he's got for you. And when he fills us, life is just unbelievably exciting. That's what the Holy Spirit does. See, I didn't want to go to church because church was dull. But then I learned when the Holy Spirit came on me that God's not dull. And so I live every day filled with the Holy Spirit because there's just no better way to live. Do you want to be excited about the life God gave you? You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit to experience that. There's no other way to experience the fullness of life except being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's just existing without that. And we were not created to exist. That's not who we are. So we get back to John chapter 14. If you love me, this is Jesus, keep my commandments. And I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Jesus' prayer is that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's his prayer for you. Why? Because he knows that's the best thing for you. So this is Christianity 101. Holy Spirit. We can't live without the Holy Spirit. See, the world doesn't know the Holy Spirit and we're going to talk about this tomorrow afternoon where we live in these two worlds, right? The world of the flesh and the spiritual realm. And I'll get into it tomorrow, right? <laughs> it's going to be awesome tomorrow afternoon, okay? Because this is the battle we live in, isn't it? It's a battle. But we can only win the battle when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, it just becomes too overwhelming. Life is just too much. And our world doesn't know. We can see a world out there that has fallen apart. Can't we? It's obvious, isn't it? They don't know the Holy Spirit. Why would they not act like that? Because they've got no idea about what life is really all about. But we do. And we need to live in the fullness of that so the world can see something different. 
And for far too long, the Christian church has recoiled and not lived in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And I don't mean get freaked out and do stupid things. Just do God's stuff because it's God's Spirit. We don't need to be scared about that stuff. It's just as natural as drinking water for us as Christians. That's what the Spirit is. So tonight, I just wanted to explain to you that we don't need to be fearful of the Holy Spirit. It's just God. Nothing to be scared of. Nothing to be worried about. The one who created you, right at the beginning in Genesis 1-1, he's created you to be with him. He wants to abide with you forever, every moment, every day. And he does that through the power of his Holy Spirit. Romans 2.29. No, a person is a Jew who is one outwardly. And circumcision is circumcision... Did I say outwardly? Sorry, take my glasses off. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly. Good pick up. And circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. Now, this is a weird little verse, but what it's simply saying is, you all know about circumcision, man, I just... It's just not good to think about it, right? (laughs) But the Jews were circumcised and and probably a lot of us blokes as well, I don't know. Anyway, let's let's not... We we won't work that one out. But what, what, what Paul is saying here is we... It doesn't matter what happens to our body. We need to have a heart that is circumcised. We need to have a heart that the old stuff is cut away and the Spirit of God comes upon us. Yeah. That's the only way he's called us to live. So he's just quite saying here, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we're not looking for the praise of people, we're just looking for the praise of God because we just want to serve God, love God, do what God wants, do God's stuff, act God's way. And we can only do that when our hearts have been filled with the Holy Spirit because then we're set apart to do what God wants us to do. So I, my prayer this weekend is that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it might be freaking you out right now. But I hope this is just said, do you know what? This is as normal as normal. There's nothing to worry about with the Holy Spirit. We just need to open ourselves up to all that God wants for us. And can I tell you why we should do that? Because the world deserves it. The world deserves it, doesn't it? Doesn't the world deserve the best of what we've got to offer them in Jesus Christ? And the only way they get the best is when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's at work, but when we come with the power of God, things begin to change. But so often we just have not gone being filled with the Holy Spirit into a world that is broken and hurting and desperately in need of the love of God. So there we go. That's it. Done. Tomorrow is... Um, we'll talk a bit more about circumcision. And... Um, <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, um, but, but my prayer is that... We'll, even tonight, just pray. God, okay, look. Prepare my heart for what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I don't want to... I don't want to be freaked out, but I don't want to miss out either. Yeah. All 
right? And I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like, this is God's... God's got that one sorted, right? Um, we'll, we'll just see what God does. But the world deserves the fullness of God in us. They deserve no less than that. And in actual fact, you deserve no less than that from the person sitting next to you. Hey? I, need, I, I, I deserve a wife who's filled with the Holy Spirit. My wife deserves a husband that's filled with the Holy Spirit. Why should she deserve any less than that? And everyone, just look to the person next to you. You deserve that they're filled with the Holy Spirit because that makes you better. That makes you better. So if you aren't filled with the Holy Spirit, you're cheating the ones you love of the fullness of God in you. You are. That's the power of the Holy Spirit and that's the important nature of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is awesome and I believe in the Holy Spirit. Hey, let's, let's stand. Have we got a song? Yeah. You come up. Let's pray. As they start getting going, let's pray. Father, we just, um, we just come before you. We just come before you. So come, Holy Spirit. Just come and uh, fall upon us. If we're tired, Father, um, just refresh us by your Spirit. If we're, we're anxious, just, just take that away by your Spirit. If, if we've got concerns about certain things, Father, just remove those concerns. If, uh, if Father, if, we, if we've got an illness, I pray that through the Holy Spirit, healing will be, begin to take place. Holy Spirit, just come and move and strengthen equip and empower may we be all that you created us to be through the power of your spirit and maybe this weekend may we just grow deeper and deeper and deeper into you and may we see what life is really like with you as your spirit just keeps moving